Welcome to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience dating, love, and relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach and attachment expert, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. Today's episode is going to be all about red flags and green flags in relationships. So some things to look out for and some things that you might be doing really well, or maybe something to aspire to if you're not there at the moment. So I'm going to be unpacking 10 of those, five of each, uh, and hopefully that'll give you a bit of a reference point for you know what a healthy relationship does and does not look like. Before we dive into that, a couple of announcements. The first just being a a celebration and a note of gratitude. We crossed over 50,000 downloads uh, in the past three months since launching. So just wanted to say thank you all so much for the support. I really, really mean that. I really genuinely appreciate you so much. It's a huge achievement and, you know, it really is quite an honor to be impacting so many people all over the world. And I get so many beautiful messages and, you know, I read all of the reviews and so appreciate you taking the time to write to me. And I'm so glad to be able to be helping you to understand yourself better, to build healthier and more secure relationships. So thank you for your contribution in helping me reach that milestone. Um, I can't wait to continue serving you through the podcast and elsewhere. The other announcement is just a reminder that next week I'm holding a live masterclass on how to navigate anxious avoidant relationships. It's going to be really great. You'll have lifetime access to the recording if you can't join live. Almost 100 people signed up. So if you would like to join us, and I would love to see you there, please do sign up. The link is in the show notes. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive into relationship red flags and green flags. So a couple of disclaimers before I start speaking to these. The first being that you know, as much as I've titled this episode, you know, red flags and green flags, I think that often, you know, in the world of Insta therapy, the way that red flags are spoken about is often a bit alarmist and a bit basic for want of a better word. It can really lead to a culture whereby people are hypervigilant and at the same time don't trust their own judgment. And I think that's a really bad combination. I often get questions from people saying, you know, is it okay if my partner does this? Is it a red flag if they do that? And so I think it, you know, people are really on edge and really scared and there's a lot of fear behind that and paranoia almost. But at the same time, people have abandoned their own internal compass for what works for them and what doesn't. So I'm certainly not trying to feed into that culture with this episode, uh, but rather to give you a bit of a feel for you know, what a healthy relationship looks like and where there might be some growth areas or, you know, problems, issues, things that are ultimately contributing to insecurity in your relationship, what some of those patterns can look like. The other disclaimer that I want to offer is that I'm not talking about red flags about a person here in this episode. I think that's probably another place in which, you know, social media discussions on red flags can lead people astray. It's always red flags about a person. 
I think relationships are more complicated than that. I think that relationships are co-created and the dynamics within them are co-created. So here I'm really talking about in a relationship, what is a red flag about the dynamic between you rather than a red flag about a person that means they are, you know, bad or narcissistic or toxic or any of those other very loaded words that mean different things to different people and are thrown around far too much for my liking. Okay. So the first red flag that I want to go into here is that you don't know where you stand with them and you're too afraid to ask. Okay. This is for my anxiously attached people, obviously. Uh, This thing of like, oh, I don't know what's going on between us because we haven't had a conversation. I don't really know how they feel about me. They you know, did this, but then they said that. So I'm not really sure. And I don't want to initiate the conversation because I'm worried it'll scare them off. That kind of energy. That to me is a relationship red flag, right? Because your whole agreement between you, lack thereof, is founded on insecurity, right? And it is really a breeding ground for mismatched expectations, Um, and hurt feelings eventually if you realize that you are not on the same page about your relationship. Of course, this is more common in the early stages of dating, but even still I get messages quite often from people who were in long, what I would call a long-term relationship, you know, a year or more with someone where they'd never actually had a conversation about what their relationship was and where it was going, you know, establishing the, the boundaries of that container. And then, you know, they realize that there is just totally different wavelengths, you know, that it actually wasn't an exclusive relationship according to one of them. Um, whereas the other just assumed that it was things like that, or, you know, people who've been dating for years and they've never, their partners never said, I love you, things like this, but they're too scared to, to raise the issue. And so you're just sort of hiding in this insecurity in the relationship. That to me is a real red flag. And it speaks to the fact that you're too worried about this person leaving you to actually ask them to be with you properly. Um, And there's some irony in that, right? Because you're not actually in much of a relationship anyway, if you don't know where you stand with someone. Okay. So the green flag as a counterpoint to that is that there is a foundation of trust and commitment, right? A healthy relationship is founded on trust and commitment. You cannot get out of that, right? So what does that mean? You're on the same page about the container of the relationship and the boundaries of it. And you feel like you are building something together. Okay. That's a big green flag. And just a note here, cause I'm sure I'll get asked commitment doesn't have to mean like we both want to get married, right? And we've agreed that we're going to be together forever, but commitment to the here and now and commitment to where we're going, it doesn't have to be commitment to forever, but it's like, I am two feet in on this relationship now, right? There is this level of buy-in, um, and joint commitment to the thing that you're building. And I think that that's really important because it allows you to to weather the ebbs and flows of relationship without worrying that one person's just going to throw their hands up and leave as soon as it gets hard, right? Because that, again, really erodes trust and commitment. It makes it very hard to have a healthy relationship. Okay. The second red flag is that your relationship is a bubble and you're not integrated into each other's lives. Okay. So, this might look like you only ever spend time one-on-one with each other. So it's almost like you, your relationship exists in, in private or in secret. You 
don't know much about, you know, their friends. Maybe you've not really met their friends or family. Their family doesn't know about you and vice versa. Uh, you don't know much about what they do for work or where they work or who they work with. There's just not this sense that you're actually integrated into each other's lives as each other's partner, right? Whether that's by choice or just as an unspoken thing. Um, but I think that, you know, the more you are integrated into each other's lives, obviously the more secure your relationship is going to be. So, um, it's a red flag in my mind if your relationship is almost like this secret private bubble and you don't actually spend time with any other people other than each other. Okay. So the green flag as a counterpoint to that is that you've been introduced and integrated into each other's worlds, right? So you know about their family, friends, colleagues, um, and you really share your lives with each other. You are not guarded. You are not cagey about, about letting them into your lives. You're not trying to keep them at arm's length. Or on the other hand, you know, you're not trying to weasel your way in and, and being, being blocked out, right? Uh, you're both comfortable and open and frankly excited to introduce each other into your lives and, you know, to have them meet your friends, have them meet your family, um, that that's something that you're both, you know, really on board with. That's a big green flag in my book. Okay. The next one is that you're afraid of spending time without them and, or that you don't have separate interests and hobbies. So this might sound a little funny as a follow-up to the previous red flag, uh, which is that, you know, you you are in a little relationship bubble, but this is really like the relationship occupies your entire field of vision. Um, and there are no other pillars of your life that you are nourishing and nurturing, um, such that the relationship is sort of the only crutch that you are propping yourself up on. Um, and that you get really insecure if they are spending time with someone else, or if you're spending time without them, you know, you're just wishing that you were back with them and, and spending time with them. So, you know, what we really want here and, you know, the, the green flag as a counterpoint to this one is that your lives are more diverse and, you know, there's, there's more going on in your lives than just the relationship, right? You've each got your own interests and passions and hobbies. And you've got your own friendship groups. It's not, you know, solely dependent on the other uh, to give your lives a sense of, of meaning, right? And, you know, this is important not only to allow you to diversify the source of, you know, getting your needs met, again, particularly for, for my anxiously attached people who, you know, really, really lean heavily on the relationship and give, give, give so much of themselves to the relationship and then tacitly expect some level of reciprocity there and get very resentful when it's, it's not given to them. But, you know, the tendency to just make the relationship the, the sole focus of your life and really neglect the other pillars of your life, right? And how that usually plays out is that you become increasingly isolated. And then if the relationship ends, you feel really, really rudderless, right? Because that was your only crutch. That was the only thing propping up your life uh, and you were devoting all of your time and energy to it. And all of a sudden that's been pulled away um, and you don't know who you are anymore, right? So having a really strong sense of self, in addition to a beautiful relationship where you feel integrated into each other's lives to an appropriate degree, I think is a really important green flag. Um, and, you know, finding that balance will stand you in very good stead. 
So the next red flag that I want to speak to here is your relationship being built on many, many unsaid things, right? Um, And what I mean by this is like, you don't discuss needs or boundaries or expectations or concerns, uh, things that you're upset about. You don't do any of that proactively or overtly, but rather there's a tendency to wait until something goes wrong um, and then to have a big fight about it, right? So I think that this is uh, really, really common, frankly, and I really do think that it is a red flag. It is a problem in relationships that there isn't this culture of being able to bring things to your partner before they spiral into a big conflict, right? So having those conversations before things spiral into a fight will do you a world of good because it means that you're able to have those conversations in a regulated way rather than waiting until you're really, really worked up, hurt, um, you know, stressed, insecure, and then those things all spill out in one go and it becomes this avalanche, this torrent of, you know, criticism and blame and hurt and accusation and it's never going to be received very well like that, right? Um, it becomes so inherently threatening on both sides. So if you are able to, you know, have these conversations ahead of time before they brew into something bigger and uglier, um, that's really great. And that leads me into the the associated green flag here, which is that you have a culture of openness in your relationship where you each know and feel comfortable raising things proactively rather than waiting until there's a rupture, right? So it's like, I trust that you care about my inner world uh, and we are both committed enough to the relationship to you know, to want to know these things and to make time and space to hear about them rather than receiving, you know, someone else's needs or concerns as threat and criticism. That's the green flag. Okay. The last red flag is that you have the same fights over and over again and go through cycles of breaking up and getting back together. Okay. I hope it's obvious why this is a red flag, but Yeah, look, if you're having the same fights on repeat, what that tells me is that you're not repairing properly, right? You are not having adequate, substantive conversations where you each feel heard and understood uh, because, you know, when we keep bringing up the same things over and over again, it's usually because one or both of you do not feel heard, right? So you dredge up all of the muck from the previous fight or the one before that, uh, and you you know go back into the ring and and have another go because you just want to feel hurt, you want to feel validated. So if you're having the same fights on repeat, what that tells me is you're not feeling validated, you're not feeling heard, and that you know that never ends well, right? That causes a lot of disconnection and fracture over time. Um, and it's so important, you know, it's, it's so at the heart of secure relating that both people feel, um, heard and understood. You don't have to always agree, but, you know, to validate your partner's point of view so that they don't, you know, have this feeling of, of being crazy for feeling the way they do. That's so important. And the second part to this was, you know, going through cycles of breaking up and getting back together. I've said it before. I will say it again. There are few things worse than threatening a breakup during a fight, right? Um, Or actually breaking up during a fight and then getting back together, right? 
the picking up your bags and leaving or um, just saying, I can't do this anymore every time you have a fight. Whilst I understand the the overwhelm and exasperation that can come with having the same fights on repeat, every time you do that little act of I can't do this anymore, I'm done, um, but then you get back together, what it does is create this culture in your relationship where it's this lingering threat, right, Um, that, you know, if it gets too hard, I'm out the door. If I feel too overwhelmed by your needs or if you get upset or if you want something from me and I decide it's too hard, I'm I'm out of here, right? Uh, and that just reinforces all of these other red flags, right? All of the unspoken things, right? Not expressing needs, not doing any of that because we don't want it to lead to the relationship ending. It is really, really, really damaging to your relationship and, you know, to those earlier points around trust and commitment, that is like a great way to totally decimate any trust and commitment that existed in your relationship to just break up like it's nothing and then get back together, right? It completely erodes the anchors of trust and commitment that underpin a secure relationship. So please don't do that. (laughs) Uh, And if you do do that, you really need to have a conversation about it and agree not to do it anymore or if you're not willing to do that, then then maybe you should consider just ending the relationship, right? Because that is not a sustainable strategy. Okay, so the, the last green flag as a counterpoint to that is that you are committed to having proper repair conversations after conflict. Now, note that this is not, the green flag is not you never fight, right? That's not the secure relationship version of this because all couples fight. And if couples don't fight, Honestly, that's almost more of a red flag to me because I think that uh, that probably speaks to the fact that there are lots of things not being addressed, right? It is normal to experience conflict in relationship. Even very healthy relationships will experience conflict from time to time. That's perfectly fine. What matters is how you approach conflict and how you approach repair after conflict. So I think the green flag here and the thing that I see in healthy, secure relationships is we both care enough about the relationship and one another to show up for those repair conversations in a constructive way. Maybe it's once we've cooled down, maybe it's once we've taken, you know, a couple of hours to allow ourselves to regulate um, and allow the temperature to come down a bit, but having those conversations and recognizing that the other person's not the enemy, right? Whatever pattern you're stuck in, that's your enemy and that's your joint enemy, but you are not one another's enemy and being able to see each other through the haze of conflict and remember like, no, I love this person. This is this is my person. Like we're on the same team um, and we need to find a mutually agreeable, workable solution uh, and really approaching it with that mindset. That's a big, big green flag that will stand you in good stead. Okay. So those were 10 red and green flags in relationships. I hope that those have been helpful in giving you a bit of a feel for areas of growth that you might need to work on in your own relationship and some things that might be undermining the sense of security and trust and safety in the relationship. And also, you know, what the road ahead looks like, you know, what you can look forward to in the process of building a secure relationship. Because, you know, I should say before wrapping up, I think for a lot of people who've never experienced a secure relationship, uh, which is a lot of people, I have a lot of clients who say like, is that even possible? I don't even know that 
I know what a healthy relationship looks like, and I certainly don't know what one feels like. Um, so I think it can be really useful. We spend so much time talking about all of the things that are wrong in relationship and all of the things to look out for. Um, so I think it can be helpful to have a bit of a, a benchmark and a, a vision of what healthy, secure relationships look like. Um, so that you can not only validate your own, you know, needs, expectations, desires in that respect, but also that you, you know, have something to work towards and can feel hopefully optimistic and, and even inspired about, you know, future relationships. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be eternally grateful if you could leave a quick review. It really does mean a lot. It contributes in a very tangible way to getting the podcast out there. Um, and leave a five-star rating if you're listening on Spotify or elsewhere. Share it with people in your life who might enjoy it, um, all of those things. And, and please do continue to send me all of the lovely messages that I get um, of how it's helped you. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate you. Thank you again for helping me get to that 50,000 download milestone. Um, and I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here, and I hope to see you again soon.